So, I've talked about how I want people to get along. And I may, maybe I want to talk about that a little more. Well, not not maybe. I do want to talk about that a little more. Um, because it happens in life that sometimes people don't get along. And why is it important for me, for everyone to get along? <coughs> Sorry, I'm a little sick today. Why is it important for me that everyone get along? Well, I have this idea that that's what a community is, is a group of people getting, getting along. And I think that's a beautiful thing when a group of people can live together for their entire life and know each other and know the land that they live on and feel like they're immersed in a place where people know them and the land knows them. And they know where they are, and they they have this ground, this grounding kind of feeling where they they know who they are, they know where they are, they know that everyone around them knows who they are and and accepts them and or at least tolerates them. I like that idea, and I think that maybe it's part of our evolution to to like that idea. I guess we grew up in small communities. Our species grew up in small communities um, of people who knew each other. Um... And and even as civilization got going, I, I I get the sense that for most of history, people still lived in communities where they knew each other, they knew their family, maybe they lived on a farm, they knew everyone on the farm, and they knew everyone from the next farm over because they helped each other out, and maybe they knew everyone from a group of farms in the, in the area maybe they they had a village at the center of this group of farms and and they knew everyone there and they didn't have to really use money that much cuz they just knew everyone and if you needed something then someone else would just provide it for you because they knew you and they knew that you would provide something for them in the future and and that seems like a a wonderful thing, even though um, I wouldn't want to live in the past. 
because the past was a very hard place to live in with disease and um, uncertainty and a lack of scientific knowledge that would be helpful and uh, some some others maybe superstitious beliefs that aren't helpful and violence was probably more common and all of these things about the past that people say that I have no reason to disbelieve so maybe I don't want to live in the past but I do want to live in a place where people know me and I know them I get a sense of security from that and belonging and so I'm gonna blow my nose and then continue one second so I have this idea that maybe we could create that um, today with our modern knowledge and the wisdom that we've gained through the scientific process and all of that we could we could keep that all that stuff and but we could also go back to being in community and giving people that nourishment of belonging with belonging to a group of people while also keeping your individuality. I never want to sacrifice that, but you can't be an individual unless you're supported by other people and other beings in the land. So, a sense of belonging, um, and I think in order to really have that, there's a level of commitment that's required. I hear that, I think nowadays people only talk about this level of commitment when it comes to marriage. It seems like maybe this is a traditional value, a conservative value of committing to a marriage and not, not getting divorced, but I like that idea that you can commit to someone. But I think maybe the problem is that people commit to only one person and maybe maybe they should commit to an entire community all at once. I mean, I'm not talking about having a sexual relationship with the entire community. I'm not talking about it committing to a community in a sexual way. I'm talking about committing to a community like they're your family. Um, and then g growing that community over the generations and inviting anyone in and I like the idea that anyone is welcome and so if I want to create a community with people that that will know me and that will give me a sense of belonging and that I'll know them and that we can help each other um, and that we can use less money we can just 
take care of ourselves. So it feels so much better to take care of people um, than to charge money for your services. Anyway, if we're going to create communities like that, maybe we have to have this idea that we can't just we can't just end friendships. We can't just um, say, oh, I don't want to hang out with this person anymore because of this and this. Because then you're, you're destroying any progress that you've made towards a sense of belonging and community. And maybe the road to that sense of belonging is not a smooth road and there's challenges along the way and I and I would get I get why those challenges are hard and maybe you want to back away from some of those challenges but I think going through them and getting to that sense of belonging and community is worth it and getting past differences getting getting past people's quirky quirkiness and their insecurities and the ways in, in that they may not know how to communicate and all of those things that may want may make you want to end a friendship and maybe you have an ideas that this is a bad and then a like a bad person or something maybe you you see something that they've done and you think that's wrong and they're they're a bad person and so you don't want to relate to them anymore and it's it's hard I'm not saying it's easy but what would happen if you had to continue relating to that person who you think is a bad person I guess if you're pessimistic you might think that would be some kind of torture Maybe if you're optimistic, you might think that that's where the opportunity for real growth is. I think people know this intuitively. Like you hear stories sometimes of people forgiving the person who murdered their daughter or something. And that seems like, wow that's so amazing that they were able to do that you know that's that's amazing and I've read a couple of these stories and I think I think that what's happening is the people who are forgiving are not doing it so that they can reassure the the murderer they're doing it so that they can live without resentment towards the murderer. 
Because living without resentment is much better than living with resentment. And in some sense, it doesn't really matter. The act of forgiveness is, is not for the person who is being forgiven. It's for the person who is doing the forgiving. So they can live their life fully without resentment and without being weighed down by hatred. And, yeah, I I just believe these things. I believe these things. I believe that I could look my friends in the eye and say, if you murdered someone, I would visit you in jail. I would still be your friend. Because I know that if I recognize the the whole person in their entirety, their, the entire being and all, all the influences on them over their life and all of the misfortune, everything. If I recognize all of that, then I have to recognize that if I were them... I would be them and I would have done the same thing. And so there's no real blame here. You can't blame someone for their circumstances. You can't blame someone for their insecurities. And remember, I'm not just talking about murder here. I'm talking about someone maybe... Maybe someone has said something you disagree with, or maybe someone has insulted someone you love, or something like that. And you have to realize that they didn't do that because they're a bad person. There's no such thing as a bad person. The great... Um, wisdom of 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 humanity, the traditional wisdom is that the and I think Solzhenitsyn said this: the line between good and evil runs down every human heart, or something like that. So every person has the capability of being a bad person and a good person. And it's just circumstance and 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 courage and bravery, and that's yeah, that's how do you how do you encourage someone to to be the good person that you know they're capable of being? Do you punish them for being a bad person? And to, so that they'll be a good person? Is, is that how you do it? I don't know if that really works. You know, like, you could, you could punish them and that could just make them even more resentful. And that could make them even more likely to do another thing that you think is a bad thing.
that might confirm their their deep kind of unconscious knowing that the world is out to get them or something because here yet another person thinks they're a bad person so maybe they really are a bad person and they should just embrace it and continue doing these bad things that deep down they know are bad but no one has shown them no one has loved them enough to show them that they can be courageous and not do those things not insult people you don't have to do that I love I love you I know you're insecure and that's why you insult people and I will love you even if you do that but maybe in loving you I can show you that you don't need to do that I don't know if this makes sense but it seems very true to me yeah can you get someone to be a good person by hating them or is it better to love them Can you get someone to be a good person by punishing their bad behavior? <laughs> can you get someone Can you get someone to love someone by punishing them when they don't love someone? That's not how it works for you, is it? Do you only love the people you love because you're afraid of being punished if you don't love them? Punishment isn't a very effective motivator for that kind of thing. I'm not saying that punishment is never useful. But it's not a very good default motivator anyway I think if we more people think like this then we could create communities that are really really nice to live in that's all I'll say for now